Blog Talk Radio. Aloha, welcome to Talking Pictures. I'm your host, Paul Booth. It is Monday, July 11th. Happy summertime to you. It's amazing how quick time goes. Last week we were celebrating the 4th. Everybody was at the beach. Now we're all back to work, whether we love it or don't love it. I'm grateful to love what I do. And this week, we have an indie film that's going to be opening in select theaters. So you're going to have to check your local listings. I'm going to give you a website, Facebook. You can check out updates there. Uh, but Los Angeles, New York, Cleveland, which I heard from a filmmaker from the Netherlands, or sorry, the UK, who recently had a film play there. Uh, so it's a really interesting film town. I know it's become a... Uh, popular place to shoot because of the tax incentives. Um, but when I visited Cleveland, it didn't seem real artsy. It's, it's more of a sports town. Um, it didn't seem to have that real vibe like artistic towns do. Um, I don't know. I hate I hate saying this, but it, it didn't seem like it was like a real big place of accepting cultures. And I think that's a key of art. So um, it just felt like, a, you know, they went there because they had great tax incentives, but apparently I heard the film festival crowd was uh, fantastic. I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to turn a fan on today. It is about 100 degrees in the studio, and I do not want to get dizzy or uh, not be talking properly for you guys. So excuse that tiniest buzz in the background. Better to be comfortable and doing a good job hosting than uh, falling asleep because it's so hot. Uh, the film is titled Sea Street. It's also going to play Philadelphia, which I've never been to, and Washington, D.C. I've been fortunate to be to, to four of these five cities. Um, of course, Washington, D.C. Uh, right now would be a really interesting time to see this film because this film is about crooked politicians. Now, before you say, oh, of course, or every politician's crooked and Obama burnt my toast, this is not going to be a political show. This is a show where we respect everybody's opinions. We respect everybody. Uh, I always say, choose what religion you want as long as your religion doesn't tell you to blow up a building. Uh and vote for who you want to. It's your right, just like my vote is my right. I had someone telling me the other day that I didn't have the right to not explain to them who I voted for, and they were a good friend, so I kind of let that go. But it was kind of like, you know, it's not anybody's business. It's our, it's our right. Your right is your right. Uh, we're not going to get into how divided we are as a country, so this film is a great departure from that because of course, the characters are divided and do their little devices, and it is an excellent portrayal. Um, I'm sorry, my eyes are so bad. This one, best comedy feature at the First Glance Film Festival. I know that's an important festival for first-time directors, first-time uh, premieres, and it was an official selection at the L.A. Comedy Festival. First of all, I want to give some key uh, things out that this film avoided. Uh, the director, um, Peter, again, I'm sorry if I pronounced this wrong, Iango, Iango, I-E-N-G-O, his first film, which he, co which he wrote, produced, and directed, 
um, Blood Oath received two awards at the New York Independent Film and Video Festival for Best Directorial Debut and Best Short Film. Sorry, this wasn't his first feature. I forgot First Glance is a premiere festival. Uh, Peter's uh, first feature film, Partners, um, won the 2009 Staten Island for Best Feature Film and Crime Drama and was purchased and released worldwide on synchronized media. His most recent short, 2219, was accepted by the festival, prestigious festival de Cannes, 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 everybody calls it something different, where it garnered rave reviews. Um, I was very interested in this film, and I always, uh, we always make a decision whether or not we're going to interview a filmmaker before or after we see it. And um, I'm still going to stew on this one because I loved it. But um, we have been kind of uh, interviewing a lot of directors lately. And we would like to talk to some filmmakers and get their perspective on other things. So maybe we'll be able to bring Peter in for you, talk a little bit about the movie, uh, but then get his take on some other stuff. Because this was a highly intelligent filmmaker that to just run through his budget, his shooting schedule, his casting process um, would not do any service. Again, this is called C Street. Uh, for those of you, I can see it. We get the numbers. You guys bounce around the podcast, and that's cool and understandable. We've all done that with a radio show or a podcast. Uh, great tagline here, sex, drugs, and family values, how politics really get done. Um, this is true, this, but this is true of any business. This is, I guess, the politics of film business, the politics of the music business. It is not all sex, drugs, and rock and roll. It is not all sex, drugs, and movies. But is there an abundance of these things when you get deeper and deeper into the game? Well, yeah. And that's just how it goes. That's just life. So this movie, again, C Street, going to be coming to you, those of you in L.A., New, New York City, uh, Cleveland. Cleveland is a small downtown. Uh, Philadelphia, Washington, D.C. Look this up. Again, check out the D.C. crowd. This film, I don't know intentionally or not, pays an homage to the 1960 Best Picture winner, The Apartment, where I, I, it's, it doesn't take place in the world of politics, but it takes place in the world of business, which, of course, has politics like any business and a ladder and favors and favors owed and exchange. And it's about a guy who lets his apartment be used by um, higher level executives so they can uh, cheat on their wife, um, have a drink, have a place to go to after work. And that's kind of where this was wasn't played up to in a huge way. It wasn't until about halfway through where I went, hey, this is kind of like The Apartment. I've been avoiding the synopsis because this film has some really cool uh, twists and turns. So I've, I'm, I'm now I'm going to get into the synopsis, but it's, it's a comedy. And if anything, I, I also call um, political satires or political comedy, I call them... Uh, horror films because the truth in the film really happens. So you you want to laugh, but then you're also kind of like, oh, 
wow, that goes on behind doors. Like, hmm, should I have voted for that person? So um, with that, I'm going to give a brief synopsis because they, they sent a, a nice meaty synopsis here, but I don't know when to cut off without spoiling too much um, because I, I found this film very enjoyable. It's a very solid A-. minus. Um, I only say the minus because there's really no such thing as an A-plus film. Um, I think maybe Raging Bull or Godfather Part 1, I would give an A-plus to. Um, and I don't think any filmmaker feels bad if they don't make a Raging Bull. Um, C Street, a comedy farce about a power-hungry intern who pimps out his apartment to sex-starved politicians only to find his boss using it to have an affair with the girl of his dreams. There's definitely lifted from the apartment. So that answers right there, whether or not they were intentionally or unintentionally doing it. Um, on a side note, if you have not seen the apartment, find it. It was on Netflix. It was off Netflix. Um, it should be on Netflix permanently. It is a gold standard of cinema uh, Billy Wilder making Oscar history, winning the screenplay, producing and directing Oscar. Now this is just something that we think is normal with Peter Jackson or uh, Woody, I think Woody Allen's done it. Um, I know uh, Clint, no, Clint Eastwood hasn't done it. Um, Francis Ford Coppola with The Godfathers. Uh, this was uh, breaking new ground, the apartment and the taboo, the subject matter. Um, having sex, cheating on your wife, doing it at your friend's house, lying about it. Uh, this was still the 60s. We were, we were still just coming out of uh, 50s conservative America. So cinema wasn't at a, the graduate yet or Easy Rider or The Wild Bunch or Midnight Cowboy. We hadn't had the revolution of the 70s. There, there was no Martin Scorsese. There was no Peter Bogdanovich. So... You have to really put a context here. And so these filmmakers have to know, and I'm sure they do, feel lucky that they can tell this story um, at a time that we're living in, especially with how crazy politics is right now, um, especially with what goes on in this movie is probably just way toned down to the crooked behavior that our uh, candidates are up to. Um, of course, we already went through the sex scandal with Bill Clinton. So now the power is land and companies and money. And um, it's not about sex. I mean, these are all people that can, you know, probably have sex, probably do have sex seven days a week, three or four times a day with different women. So they don't need to finagle it. Um, but back to the synopsis. So this guy's, you know, lending out his apartment to help gain points with higher power center senators. The lead character, Guy Poppet, is not a pimp. Um, he's just a guy with an audacious plan to control politics through sex. Okay, he's kind of a pimp. Guy turned his apartment into a kind of no-tell motel for politicians. Guy was on the fast track to power. He just had to follow the rules and play the game, which that's all life really is, is following the rules and playing the game, and especially in politics, um, especially in the film business. I love how the director probably mirrored some of his experiences as a director, and respectfully, my opinion, not his, the director's not saying this, 
the politics of dealing with distribution and a distribution company. Um, I've been through that a few times and that is uh, probably what it's like being in politics. Um, you're trying to get your agenda agenda sold, uh, agreed on by the vote, by the Senate and the Congress and and you're trying to get your film out there, which is metaphorically your bill passed. Um, let's see. Guy can't help but take it, take advantage of the opportunity of the senator's pet project, healthcare reform. He jumps into the fray when Haley realizes that she was just a pawn in his power play. She kicks everyone out, ruining the party, dealing a major blow to Guy's political aspirations. So sorry, everyone. I have a bad cataract eye, and it's sometimes hard for me to read a computer screen. Um, I've, ha- <laughs> I've had some friends that listen and say, don't say your flaws. And I say, you know what? We all have flaws. So I'm not going to come on air and pretend I'm Howard Stern. They've been doing this 30 years. Howard Stern sounds perfect because he's got a $250,000 a week sound editor and He's done 80 takes, so if I can't read something, I'm just going to be honest so I don't sound like a bubbling fool. Um, I'm here. I'm with it. I'm into this film. I'm loving this show. Um, his uh, guy's life goes bad from worse when the, when the senator proposes to Hillary and she agrees to marry him. After that, I don't want to ruin any of the film. Um, obviously, the, the director has a strong festival background with any short that's even accepted to con, let alone the market, but it got into the festival. Uh, it's amazing. Um, he's won awards as an editor. Um, he got an honorable mention at the LA Movie Awards. Uh, he selected the Dallas Asian Film Festival, the New York LA Film Festival, the Cape Fear Film Festival. Um, in 2014, he produced the independent feature film Casanova Was the Woman, starring Zoli Montaro, Carolina Ravasa, Paula Andino, and Jessica Blank. Um, let's see. He's also worked on the network series Gotham for ABC and 20th Century Fox, and worked with synchronized media and short end productions with David Sporn, a producer at New Lime Cinema for 12 years. And he's also taught at the Five Towns College. Um, so it looks like for educational purposes, um, we'll, we'll try to get this guy on the show because we love to uh, provide a platform where, you know, we got listeners out there that are that tune into this show to learn how to make better films. Some just want to learn more about the film. And we never wanted to be this platform that was solely to, uh, you know, try to have a star on or that was solely to try to um, pimp who's in a movie or this movie star that'll give us their time. So this show is about film and the love of film. And I could definitely tell that this director loves the movies. Great cast, uh, Dylan Walsh, Michael Gross, Bruce Altman, Carrie Lowell, uh, Don Stark, Granger Hines, Jessica Blank, Sean Lincata, Evan Hall, um, Rated R, and again, C Street. You guys are going to want to see this. 
Um, there is a few actors you'd recognize. They, you know, they've done probably done Law and Order or um, Chicago Fire. You see them on random television shows. But we need to remember that it's not always about the big blockbuster. And we're not just saying that because I don't have Denzel here today. We're not just saying that because I've produced films and I didn't uh, produce Iron Man 3. Uh, a lot of the people at the top of the film business just love movies the same way us indie guys do. Uh, for you new listeners, I know you'll be new listeners because you're listening to this review of, of this film that you've worked on or made. Uh, this show always every five or six shows I'll remind you uh, it's meant to be like a coffee shop. We're here talking movies because we love cinema. Uh, we love the shared experiences when those lights go down. And, you know, if we had the means right now, we would add in coffee shop ambience. So you thought we were recording at Starbucks. That's how much uh, we want people to just feel welcome. So, Thank you to our friend Kim, who always shares great films with us. Um, going back to uh, before I even wrote for the last magazine I wrote for uh, when I was writing for a newspaper in Hawaii, uh, Kim provided me with great stuff. And so we appreciate her. She brings us good films, good filmmakers to talk to. We want to thank Peter for his film, uh, for sharing his art and making it available to um, meet the media outlets, not just the LA Times and the New York Times. I, ha I have met people who played the Cannes Con Film Festival and say, I'll only be in Movie Maker Magazine, or I'll only be on the cover of Filmmaker Magazine, or I need to be in a... So, uh, we do thank you for letting us see your screener, review your film, and uh, promote your premiere. Our show, our production team, wishes you the best with it. Um, last plug, it will be coming this Friday. Check your local listings to Los Angeles, uh, New York City, Cleveland. Uh, to my knowledge, I only remember there being two movie theaters in downtown, and one is in that crazy tower i forget what it is they used it in the avengers um it's in the mall that sorry that kind of scuzzy mall um no disrespect to cleveland um i just didn't like it but go see this movie if you live there uh philadelphia and washington dc um in this political climate please take the time to remember it's about us as a country not just yourself um, I'm not being political at all. I'm being human. Um, and let's just wake up each day and spread peace to our fellow Americans. So much of the stuff going on could be avoided. And let's just love each other. Have a good time. The purpose of this show is to spread peace, love, and movies. Think of us as a DJ spreading songs. Have a wonderful morning, afternoon, or evening, whenever you're hearing this. But no matter what, whatever you're going to do today, please make sure and watch a good movie.